year on Halloween. This town goes batshit crazy. Trick or treat? storage unit you're you legally own whatever you bought what if it's a dead body even if it was stolen I guess I don't know yeah cause the bit of yeah everything yeah we yeah, saw in a recent episode of elementary where they were bidding on a storage place had a body in it it turned out oh wow and they are about three out of ten have a body, I believe. <laughs> That's probably about right. You guys ready? Okay. Yeah, let's do this. Why not? Okay. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another exciting episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast that talks about horror movies. We will spoil the ones that are sort of the featured attractions. And uh, we're not professional critics, believe it or not. Uh, we draw stuff basically in different ways, different capacities. And, um, some of us even get paid a little bit. I don't know, uh, if that's really common in the art world these days. Mm-mm. So, uh, we're back with episode, uh, 102? 102. 102. Uh, 103 is going to be our, uh, two year anniversary. So that'll be the next one we record, I believe. Oh. Yeah, so we're almost there. Should have combined that with 100. Yeah. Gotten it out of the way, you know, like when co-workers have birthdays in the same month. You Just combine them. You all combine them for one Friday party. Hey, everybody, we're having a potluck. Yeah. What are you bringing? Oh, potlucks are great. You can waste the whole day oh, checking yeah. things and prepping crap and wandering back and forth. Things that aren't work. I remember that really well. Yes. I worked in, in the office world for a short while. Four years, I think it was. you carry a clipboard around, people don't stop you. That's right. You just have a folder in your hand. I, uh-huh. I, I actually did do that. I would put some copier paper in a folder or some paper that papers that didn't pertain to anything. Uh-huh. And I'd walk with a purpose through the office Go say hi to some people in another department. Walk with a purpose somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, hey, if you don't really have work to do, why fake it? Yeah. I mean, you know, why sit at your desk and fake it? Walk around faking it. Walk around and fake it. Yeah. It Ven- adds a new element to the game. There's candy in the vending machines. Yeah. There's 
there's fairly decent coffee if you work at a good office. There's no reason to sit at your desk and try to pretend to work. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that that Halloween feeling, we're going to be talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween feeling. I feel all Halloween inside. Um, before we do that, let's talk about what we watched since last time. Will, what did you watch? Uh, what did I watch? I watched some crap on over-the-air television. I watched a movie called She. How is that? Which one? Uh, it's from 1980-something. Oh, okay. And I believe it was european <laughs> And it was based on the Haggard mm-hmm. story. It's like in the future. Okay. Post-apocalyptic world. I've not seen that one. I've seen some of the older ones. Yeah, this one had nothing to do with any of the older ones that I could tell. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's been so long, I don't really remember what she was even about. But... uh, Yeah, so she's the ruler of some lost kingdom. mm -hmm. To journey through the desert to find her. And and she's got the uh, fountain of youth. She can step into the flames and... Yeah, this had nothing to do with that. Okay. I don't know why it was called She. Um, <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, and then I watched something called Bloodbath, mm-hmm. which uh, was about an artist killing models. Okay. From 1960-something. I'd say 61, I believe. I'm just guessing. Early 60s. Sid Haig was briefly in it. So was this pre-Spider Baby? Uh, it would have been about the same time. Yeah. Uh, there, he plays an artist who's, I don't know, they're talking about futurist art, which was out in the 20s. Yes. <laughs> like it was some new idea that they were just coming up with, even though it was the 60s. It was always kind of sad to see. Your your average person world, didn't know the art world depicted, you know, in film that's not close to the real art world, <laughs> with outdated ideas and whatnot. Modern art is still contemporary. Do you remember being in your preteens or early teens and finding out that so-called modern art was actually around for many decades? Yes, and modern art is no longer current. Right, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> It was a and weird artist postmodern. Mm-hmm. It was a weird discovery for me because we went to the museum at the Art Institute in Chicago for, you know, a visit every year or so. And uh, you walk through an art museum and then a natural history museum and you see all these great things and you don't think about them being out of out of the time you're in at all. You think that it's all oh, this is just stuff that's in front of me all the time. And there's the big cyclops buzzard looking thing and sculpture that picasso uh-huh. sculpture downtown chicago that's just always been there yeah in my life uh and then there's another red sculpture by him and uh there's a miro sculpture so you look around and it's like all this stuff is really daring and really bizarre and you think oh yeah this is now mm. it's like no no it's from a long time ago <laughs> yeah the uh the art institute in chicago is great it is yeah you know, I went in there to see. Um, we wanted to find um, uh, the the night 
Owls. Uh, Nighthawks. Nighthawks, Nighthawks. yeah. Uh, Edward Hopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see that. And, and uh, you know, it's one of those images that pops up in loads of movies. And, yeah. Including Deep Red. Um, but uh, directly opposite that in the, in the room is the, uh, is the painting done for the portrait of Dorian Gray. Oh, yeah. So, like, the final... The final stage painting where he's like all gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so delighted to see it. It's crazy when you go in that museum, you you don't necessarily know uh, if you haven't gone there several times before. Like you're going to see American Gothic mm-hmm. and Nighthawks and a whole bunch of other great stuff that you've always seen reference to. Yeah. So it's really neat to be like standing in the same proximity the artist was when they painted it. Right. It's amazing. I didn't get to go. It had My more... friends didn't want to go. Oh, fuckers. Uh-huh. There, I said it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your anti-art friends are a bunch of fuckers. So. <laughs> <laughs> was, <laughs> was one of our listeners uh, in New Mexico among them? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. We're not going to name him by name, but... Uh... Uh, anyway, uh, it, that movie, uh, Bloodbath, had a very low-budget spider baby feel. Uh, <laughs> Carnival of Souls oh, yeah. kind of thing. Uh, I enjoyed it. It wasn't much. Uh, it's a story you've all heard before. Mm-hmm. Artist murders models. Oh, yeah, that old trope. You know, to, for his new crazy art form. Because mm-hmm. then he paints really bad paintings of the dead people. <laughs> I mean, whoever did their art for the for the art direction was terrible, just absolutely terrible. Um, I wish I could afford to hire models, you know, let alone murder them. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know. Mm. It also had a vampire story mixed in there oh, cool. too, so oh, good. I'm I'm leaving some of it out. <laughs> don't want to ruin it. Yeah, um, I don't want to say that it was cobbled together from two lesser scripts, but it may have been cobbled together. <laughs> uh, and then what else did I watch? I think that's it. Oh, other than Tales of Halloween. Awesome. So, um, jo- Jolene, did you? Vincent Price. No, Gene's been busy, and when I get home at eight, it doesn't. I'm not always down to watch a Vincent Price or anything, really. You should, you should just select a recipe from his cookbook and cook, I should. cook together. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like Blue Apron, only not. It's uh, all shrunken apple heads, <laughs> yeah. aren't they? It's all his recipes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shrunken apple heads. Uh. And then carve. I can't do a Vincent Price, but <laughs> I think I can do a Vincent Price. I'm just not going to try it right now. Did you want that shrunken apple head kit when you were a kid, or was that a little? That was a little before my time, but somebody must have had that because I remember, or maybe it was just because I I read it. Com- it was in comics for oh, years yeah. and years. The I ads, think that may yeah. have just been where I saw it. But no, there were a lot of things more coveted than shrunken apple heads mm-hmm. in comic books. They oh, were yeah. filled with dreams and wonderments. Yeah. <laughs> Man could scarcely imagine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All for $1.98. You can own a tank or a submarine or 
a squirrel monkey or uh-huh the, the uh, what is it the darling pet squirrel monkey yeah is that what it was? i think that's what they call it in the ad and they say give you know like your nearest airport in the ads <laughs> right. and we'll call you when the monkey lands <laughs> can you imagine this shit <laughs> There was a there was an English teacher uh, I had in seventh grade, who who was telling the story of the pet monkey that she had at one point in her life, and I don't know if it was when she was first married or maybe an older teenager or maybe five years previous, but um, this English teacher was talking about how you know you didn't know quite the messes it made, so then you realize you have to put diapers on it, and then it's tearing its diaper off and throwing it and. And all these yeah. crazy things she was telling about, like the thing would try and bite you if you tried to That's dis- what I just read this evening. Uh, a Facebook friend posted a photo of him as a little boy in 1960-something or other, early 60s, and he's reading this book, and he has a monkey, a squirrel monkey on his shoulder. And he's like, oh, that's my pet monkey, Sam. Uh, you had He was great. He'd sit on your shoulder, but if you moved at all, he'd bite you. <laughs> So that's me reading, and they show him in the picture. He's like reading this book very gingerly, he's trying to turn the page and not disturb the monkey. But they got rid of it for the same reason because it crapped everywhere and had no real, you know, thought to ever change its habits. It didn't want to change. You're better off getting the seven foot tall monster. Yep. It doesn't... Or the submarine. Yeah, you could build the submarine. They're gonna sell you the plans if you read the fine print. Yeah, it's a scam. The, the whole tank thing. was just cardboard box, <clears throat> basically. Which you had to provide your own cardboard boxes. I think. <laughs> I don't think they even sent you that. So, uh, I don't remember if they did because the kids across the street from my grandmother's had like the base of one of those tanks. Oh, that was like cardboard that I think their older brothers had gotten. And it was just like slotted cardboard that they played out in the yard with. <laughs> and, you know, like slot A and tap B all right. fits together to make like a big cardboard box that I think had like a, a white star and a green circle on the side <laughs> and maybe a U.S. flag on the front or something. It didn't look like a tank much at all, but... <laughs> it had some of the markings. At least you know yeah. you're not a commie, right? Yeah. There's that. So, Julian, what have you watched? <laughs> Nothing as exciting as that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing full of squirrel monkeys? Well, I watched uh, You Lent Me the Battery. Yes. Uh, yes, yeah, so I watched the Blu-ray of that. Uh, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Um, there's a Lost Boys t-shirt or blanket in there they've got in their car. Oh, oh I for- nice. I forgot or didn't notice. Uh, yeah, when they're sitting around in their sun chairs and he's... he's Mocking him about his pixie girl fantasy. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's a Lost Boys thing hanging up. Um, and yeah, I, I thought it was like, um, you know, like The Walking Dead is. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if the end, uh, if the after the end of George Romero's movies, we carried on. Yeah. And this one feels like, uh, is it's going right back to the start and it's saying like, this is like uh start of night of the living dead. You've got this bickering couple and yeah, not many zombies around at first. And, uh, and 
in getting into more and more travel. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty well done. And you start wondering, like, are they going to go this whole movie and not give us a zombie? Mm-hmm. And you're thinking to yourself, it's okay if they don't, because I'm because you're getting the dread that it's there somewhere, and then all of a sudden they spring a zombie on you. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. And then there's another one and another one, and then a group, yeah, you group get of them. get that one in the credits in the basement, and then uh, yeah, it's then it's not until they get to the motel that you see a couple more. Yeah. And, uh, of course, the uh, I didn't want to ruin it for you, but how did you like the guy having a wank to the uh, girl zombie? <laughs> well, I hadn't seen that before, that I recall. <laughs> you can say that's original. <laughs> uh, it was good. I liked that a lot. Yeah, that was, that. I think we talked about that was uh, the compromise was, was that Jeremy had to be full frontal nudity when he was ba- bathing in that waterfall <laughs> yes. or whatever it was. He had yeah. to do that if the other guy was going to have the zombie yeah. wank session. Yeah. It was yeah good one of them was a director and one of them was the producer. Yeah. yeah. And then she was the wife of... Of, Chris, of Christian Stella. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who uh, we, we know him on Twitter. So um, we need to have him on the show. He's cinematographer and wears about 10 other hats. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody's got to be the pizza wrangler, right? Yeah. I think that's... It was a good looking movie. It was, wasn't it? For six thousand dollars. Well, for you know, most horror movies I see these days, it's just uh, yeah, it was, it was shot by someone who knew what they were doing. Yeah. Let's say hypothetically, That's what was what I thought was amazing about that film is mm. that they, even though it's a zombie story, they they kind of yeah, know, it, put their own spin on it, and yeah. then I mean, I, it felt sort of original. It felt like. Yeah, we have a minuscule budget, but they mm. really, they really worked, to, you know, for every dollar there. Yeah, it felt um, more like um, one of those uh, road movies in the early seventies, like Two Lane Blacktop or something. Yeah, like yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you know those those shots of like a, in the foreground, you have like a bee pollinating a flower, and then them just walking through the fields in the background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, let, let's suppose that. they're lying about the budget and it's 10 times that <laughs> it's 60 grand. Yeah. It's still amazing that they would do something for that budget. So mm-hmm. who cares if they're, if their math were, were even off by a little yeah, bit. So has he, has that team done anything else? Um, that was like, a, I looked at when it was made and it was a few years ago. It was, they um, made that other text Montana, text Montana, which I haven't watched. I have, I had a good laugh with that one. Yeah. It's also Jeremy Gardner, Gardner as the uh, lead. Um, yeah. Tex Montana will survive. It's pretty funny. It's, okay. It's, look for it. it's a found footage essentially in the sense that they're shooting footage for a survivor man type show. Okay. And it's basically he knows he's he's got to prove that he can survive the wilderness because it's been uh, proven that he has faked it uh, on the show that he was doing. Yeah. So now he's going to prove that he can really do it by just taking some cameras out in the woods. And he's going to stay for I forget how long, whether he said it was going to be a year or a month or whatever it yeah. was. And uh, he has a horrible time right out of the gate. <laughs> So it's good. Oh, fantastic! And he gets mad at the camera a lot. And he gets mad at himself and I think mad that's at other on people. Hulu or it's somewhere out there because I watched it. I don't remember. It must be Netflix. I want to say it was Amazon Prime where I saw it. Okay, but it was it was funny. I'll have to check that one out. Because once you get to know him uh, from the battery, and, yeah, and how and how he uh, 
how he treats his his uh, cohort, you know, yeah. just sicking the zombie out of while he's sleeping and <laughs> <laughs> all that kind of stuff. You know, there, there's a lot of fun things that happen there. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what else have you watched? Well, uh, so Tales of Halloween. Uh, also checked out some of the Halloween themed films uh, that I hadn't seen before. Um, so there's one called Haunted Ween. Haunted Ween. Haunted Ween. Hmm. Haunted Ween. Yes, what? I think it's all one word. 1991. Okay. Mm. So this is shot around Bowling Green, t- Kentucky, uh, directed by Doug Robertson. Um, it's got uh, one of the women in it. She's she's done a couple of the Mila Minara adaptations. Uh, Blake Pickett. Um, but it's it feels like a home movie. I mean, There's it, obviously a laugh for everyone involved making it, but. Yeah. Not for the ones watching it? No. Uh, trick or Treats from 1982. That's plural. Trick or Treats. So it's mm. or and it's plural. Okay. Uh, so this one squeezes in at 91 minutes. So it's right. just in your perfect favor. Uh, directed by Gary Graver. Uh, this one has got uh, Dave Carradine, Steve Railsback, and Paul Batch in it. Um, and Carradine Ray's back on in it that much. Um, but it's basically about this woman who wears shorts and black socks, and she's a babysitter for a rich kid on Halloween night. Okay. And the rich kid is a this brat who's into magic, and he, he plays all these pranks on her where he's pretending to die and freaks her out uh, several times. Uh, but the guy who used to live there uh, is this maniac who's escaped. And so about an hour or so into the movie, he gets to the house and starts terrorizing her. And so she teams up with the kid. Hmm. Um, I think it's meant to be a comedy. Uh, there's a there's cat hurling in it. <laughs> Wait, um, is the cat vomiting or being thrown? <laughs> being being thrown. The cat is being vomited. Up. <laughs> it can be both things. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Um uh, Rock and Roll Nightmare. I, I checked that one out. Oh, wait, 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 wait back up. On your recommendation. <laughs> Is trick trick or treats any good? I wouldn't say so. It wasn't funny. It's kind of dim, dimly shot. So back to the Not shorts with the black socks. Are the shorts short and the black socks long? Yeah. Okay. She's wearing this like white outfit, including the shorts, and then she's got these black socks on. Okay. All right. Okay, go ahead. Rock and Roll okay. Nightmare. <clears throat> so I watched that. Yeah. That was special. Puppet Punching Fun. It was special. Uh, 1987. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry uh, you watched yeah. that. I should not have. So you covered this in an earlier episode, and uh, um, and that episode is way more entertaining <laughs> than this movie. Uh, I quite liked Thor in it. He just seemed quite likable. Uh, I'm not saying I like him as like a, an actor I'd like to see an oeuvre of. Yeah. But uh, he came across as likable. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm, one of the early early sequences in this movie is the van going to the house. Uh-huh. You see this van forever. It just <laughs> drives and drives yeah. and drives and drives. It's this classic like Herschel Gordon Lewis type shot where you see the van come over a hill down the road, and then it comes closer and closer. Yep. 
uh, yeah, there's a shot just like this in uh, Monster of Piedras Blancas, where you can't believe that they're not going to cut. Yeah. And then it goes all the way past the camera, and then they change the shot. It's like, oh, God. Do, do you remember uh, in that episode, I said that uh, the headphone jack wasn't working properly with the splitter that I had in, in my computer, mm. and their voices weren't working, but the background, all the birds tweeting and shit was mm-hmm. working. And so I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm like, God, this film is so bad. They, they didn't even mic their voices. This is so bad. <laughs> and then when I realized I, I accidentally touched the, the uh, headphone jack and I heard their voices come in for a second, it wasn't worth rewinding. No. I missed like the first five to 10 minutes of, uh, it's like, I'm not missing anything. Am I? No. Nope. Did, did you miss out on the, uh, the fellow doing his English accent? Oh, no, I got that one. That's yeah, pretty bad. Oh, blimey, Mary, sort of. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was I was laid up by a, a very interesting illness last weekend, and um, so watched a whole bunch of world movie classics, such as Jet Ray and um, Werner Herzog, uh, Kenji Mitsuguchi. So, a bunch of great movies. But then I watched. Um, then you watched Rock and Roll yeah, Night. Rock and Roll Night, man. That's what got you sick. <laughs> yeah. So you, you watched? Uh, did you you watch Mahakal? I did watch Mahakal. Should is that is that a good segue into me talking about yes, what I watched? The Bollywood Freddy. Yes. So if um, if our listeners are not aware, um, Bollywood will sometimes do their version of of something. Very often. Yes. This is like a it's like a mockbuster, but from India. Mm-hmm. Okay. With song. <laughs> yes. And there are musical numbers in Mahakal, which is the monster um, in Hindi. Um, so this movie, and I don't know how long it is. I want to say it's about 90 minutes, um, was made in 88 and released in 93, I believe. Mm. So it's well after Nightmare on Elm Street, no matter how you slice it. Pardon the pun. Um, uh, that so it, it was made four years after Nightmare on Elm Street and then released a few more years after that. Um, at least that's what I was able to find. It's actually, as far as Bollywood monster movies go, it's made by, uh, what's the brother's names? Um, Ramsey. The Ramsey brothers, uh, who you were talking about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Continuity. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> so we've got a through line happening here. Um, they do fine work as far as schlocky work goes. Um, they do put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, keep not, it moving. Yeah, they keep it moving forward. They do have some silly characters that <laughs> insist on themselves throughout the movie, like the guy who wants to be Michael Jackson. Yeah. So it's like, okay, let's get a dark-skinned Indian guy uh, and give him the curly hairdo mm-hmm. with the little Superman lock in the front. And uh, he's he just wants to be Michael Jackson. <laughs> And this thing is not subtitled, so I don't know what's going on mm. except for what I can gain by paying attention to the context clues. And uh, they don't give a damn about copyright. They're just like <laughs> using bits and pieces of Michael Jackson songs. And yeah. and uh, they they straight up ripped off the Nightmare on Elm Street theme. Like they just used it. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. Like they do, they do a fine job of it. If you want to watch... Um, basically a fan art version of of <laughs> a nightmare on elm street that's from india get a hold of this thing it's a lot of fun indian fanfic 
it's basically that come to life. Um, so I, I watched, uh, uh, let's go straight to the fun stuff here. Um, I mentioned in the previous episode that I couldn't think of what that Lugosi movie was that I watched that I had saved in my queue of, uh, Sven episodes. It night was, and the Monster? It was Night Monster. Night Monster. From 1942. Not Night Train. Nope. Not Night of the Monster, but Night Monster. Um, the missus and I watched Dirty Dancing because... Um, because why? I've never seen it all the way virus? through. I've never seen that. I, I've never seen it all the way through. I've mm. seen it in bits and pieces as it's... Oh, you're changing channels and it's on cable somewhere. So you don't know who puts baby in a corner. (laughs) Nobody puts baby in a corner. Not really. She just happens to be sitting in a fucking corner. Like, they just had to work that line in there for some reason? It's the one everyone Uh, quotes? Yeah. Well, there wasn't a lot of quotable lines from that film, now that you've seen it. No, there's not. It's got Jerry Orbach in it. It's got... uh, Uh Uh, that guy from that show in it and some that other guy from that show. Yeah, I other, love his work. Some other people. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there's a lot of, uh, sweaty gyrating dancing going on after hours with the from staff. Jerry Auerbach. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to see. He's got like a pack of smokes rolled up in his sleeve. Yeah. And he's <laughs> dancing with a mop. Yeah. <laughs> like it's... 90 minutes. It was the weirdest film I've ever seen. <laughs> It's a dirty mop, then. It's a dirty. Hence the name Dirty Dancing. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> so, He's not cleaning at all. I don't know what they're paying him for. All right, so every time I open my big mouth, I end up watching some movie that I don't don't have already watched. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything bad about it. Um, I saw I saw My Fair Lady once because I mm-hmm. said something about it. That's that? not a bad film. I guess. I guess I didn't know it was a musical. Oh. I'm like, oh, god damn it, they're breaking into song. I, know. <laughs> I didn't I know I signed on for this. I don't mind musicals. Yeah. Musicals don't bother me. I mean, I don't like Grease, don't get me wrong. <laughs> right. I'm not a sadist, but <laughs> I don't mind a musical mm-hmm. now and again. Okay, The Resort with a Z. Is this one about like uh, where you can hunt zombies? In a, yeah. yeah, but then... Zombies haunt you. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, you remember Jurassic Park? What if it was with zombies? Precisely. That, that was the one. That was Westworld with dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, but, those, okay. but those are written by the same guy. Yeah. This is Westworld with dinosaurs. <laughs> writing zombies. What if they were zombie. zombie dinosaurs? Zombies riding dinosaurs. I mean, they kind of would be. Yeah. That might be a good t-shirt. I think it would, it would wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I have one of Dracula. I was thinking of a, a zombie film where the zombies eat everything. Oh, yeah. It's it's omnivore. A, yeah, and they're like eating houses and <laughs> everything that's Ooh, in their way. The Zomnivore. The Zomnivore, that's a good idea. There's a terrific uh, trilogy of novels, uh, the Monster Trilogy by David Alexander. And okay. uh, it starts off around here, so around Denver. Uh-huh. And around the mountains. But it's like uh um yeah, he's he's worked out a lot of original things for the zombie apocalypse and Oh, okay. Including like um if there's enough of them, how how many it would take to push through brick walls so people in houses aren't safe and Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I saw a cartoon that somebody drew that had a house surrounded with a bunch of treadmills 
It's <laughs> it was just like this genius uh, level of uh, anti-zombie fortification. <laughs> so, um, I watched It Came From Outer Space, the 1953 classic. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the first 3D movie. Wait, where did it come from? Outer Space. Who knows exactly where? Now what? Out there was somewhere. Was it? It? It. We don't know what it was, except for that it looks like it's looking through a bubble. And it came from outer space. Apparently. Oh, I watched Invaders from Mars. Yeah. I forgot you forgot the, to talk about that. The yeah. Toby Hooper one. The Toby Hooper one, which I did not care for as much as I mm. remember. Uh, I really liked it as a kid. I felt yeah. kind of bored. And if I had to hear <laughs> them scream Davey or whatever the mm-hmm. kid's name was again. Yeah. Sometimes they wear on your patience with that stuff. Yeah. Like the, like the orchestral strikes in uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing in the movie can happen without... Well, this, bum, bum, bum. The last 20 minutes of Invaders from Mars are just people screaming, David! Uh, David! The general, David! Stay mm-hmm. where you are, David! Like... <laughs> Oh, they used um, they used some Universal Library music in uh, Mahakal. Mm. It's toward the end of the movie in the big fight scene, and it was either Shh, spoilers. Damn it, man! Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's not the, it's not a featured attraction that we're talking about. So, well, uh, so it came from out of space. That uh, yeah, okay. I, so I love that. Movie. Yeah, it's a it's a great movie. I, I saw that in three D. They showed it. Oh, Ooh, nice. How did it look? Um, I think the only bits that really worked were the rock fall. Oh, okay. Mm. Apart from that, it wasn't too special in terms of 3D. Right. Um, so some of the um, some of the Svengoolie, uh, um, you know how he shares the little bits and pieces of trivia and behind the scenes stuff that he knows. Uh, some of the trivia that Svengoolie gave was that this was originally going to use the Metaluna costume. That was later used in this island Earth, but then they said, "You know what? This thing's supposed to be a cyclops, and the Metaluna has two eyes, so mm-hmm. we can't." And uh, we're not done making the, the the lower half of it yet, so unless we're going to end up having him wear slacks, we better just use this other thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll just use that on the other movie. We'll get the pants done by then. I'm sure we will. <laughs> Didn't the, yeah, the Metaluna wore slacks. <laughs> it did. Yeah, it was these kind of you can't tell where it's it's body leaves off yeah begin yeah right. <laughs> so um it came from outer space had barbara rush who mm. uh was from denver yeah she's she's just wonderful looking um i wonder this guy's life yeah out in the desert looking at the stars yeah ma- married to barbara rush yeah it seemed ideal till the it came from well, outer space <laughs> yeah just stay away from the open drain covers so what, what was a resort like resort was actually um it kept my attention the whole time there was a lot of trophy never felt the need to turn my eyes <laughs> we're back to that again yes it's exactly that uh didn't need, need to do a whole lot of moving my face around um it, no it was uh the zombie effects were good the acting was was pretty good it was between decent and pretty good. There weren't a whole lot of people who screwed it up and took you out of it. There were a couple of tropey characters that, you know, you just didn't care because they were two-dimensional. But they didn't stay with the movie the whole time. Um, we'll just say some of them got eaten or shot. Uh, or shot than eaten. I don't know. Maybe both. Uh, but, you know, the acting was pretty on par for a medium-budget movie. And... Uh, 
the scares were pretty good. The action was pretty good. Uh, I, I'd recommend it for anyone who who's looking for a zombie movie that doesn't suck. And I forgot to mention that I, I started my rewatch of uh, Dead Set. Oh, yeah. Which you've seen, right? Dead Set. It's, it's where the, the zombie outbreak occurs while they've got the big brother uh, UK mm-hmm. sequestered because they're going to be doing the uh, eviction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're not aware of what's going on in the outside world. Like some of the people in the control room are, but the people in the house aren't aware of it. And things have gone off the rails badly. So I started by... In a zombie apocalypse? You know, it's... Somebody should make one where they go, everything goes better. Everything goes mundane. (laughs) Everything just runs a little bit better. (laughs) I could see that. So that that one's good. But uh, yeah, Resort's worth a watch. Um... I'd say I'm trying to everybody's got their bus fare ready to go, their credit card at the supermarket. Nobody's writing a check. They got enough water. Yeah. Yeah, cuz all those zombies aren't drinking it all up. Yeah. State of emergency is kind of uh that that same kind of feel to it. It's like you can you can kind of see the seams of of where the the budget is, but it's not bad. You know, it's 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 worth watching all the way through and you know, Keep your face pointed at it, and you, you won't... keep your face pointed <laughs> at it. Yeah, so there's that. Um, so that's all I have for recently watched, and uh, yeah, I guess I guess I could really just say that um, I, I don't feel ripped off by having had watched all these things. So that's always a nice feeling. Yeah, I don't miss any? Did I? No, Barbara Rush from Denver. Oh yeah, She Wolf. That's the one. I kind of wrote it over here in the margin. I felt like I was missing one. She-Wolf is a movie from Argentina. And you think at first, I'm not sure what this is. Is she a werewolf? What's going on? Um, does she have split personalities? They're clearly showing a different woman, but I think it's implying that it's still her. And so it's revealed not too far into the movie what you're actually seeing and why you're seeing it. But it's shot in black and white. It's of recent vintage. It's from within the last five years. I, I don't know if I, I don't think I wrote it down, but, um, it's on shutter. Um, I really enjoyed it. I okay. Think, I think, Will, you might like some of the noir vibe to it. Okay. And, and some of the, I'm checking uh, out. yeah, so it's better than werewolf woman. Uh, werewolf woman. Isn't that a cult song? <laughs> no, I think it was a lover boy song. <laughs> That's right. Give the cat her shot. <laughs> Double the, album. Yeah. The Virus Weekend album. The Virus Weekend. Yeah, so that's all I got. Um, okay. So, Jolene, you want to kick it off? You watched Tales, from, Tales, Tales of Halloween. Tales of Halloween, yeah. Yeah, how'd you like it? Uh, well, I was delighted to see Adrienne Barbeau being a DJ again. Yes. And I wanted to see more of her. Um, as in more footage yes. with her in it. Not... Yeah. You're not talking plunging necklines. You're just talking more footage. Yeah. Okay. Um, more screen time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, the, that would be the clinical term we should use. <laughs> the clinical term. Yes. Um, I thought this would, and it, more nudity. This would make a, a good, uh, Halloween party movie because they're all so short, you know, they're, yeah. they're like, each one's a kind of a, a gag more than a story and, right. uh, you know, there's some fun stuff happening and familiar faces in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. A bunch. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed Dana Gould's segment. Uh, this means war I think that one yes this means war yeah that one was fun so 10 segments how many of them would you say you really enjoyed five 
That sounds about right. <clears throat> what was your favorite? Here. They're right here. Uh, I wrote them all down. Oh, I, I think Bad Seed I enjoyed a lot. Oh, the last yeah. one with the, the man-eating man eating pumpkin. Yeah, that was fun. Christina Klebe. Yeah. She was in uh, the Rob Zombie Halloween movie. Yes. And Joe Dante is the the scientist who creates the pumpkins. Yep. And Adam Green is in... He's a cop. Yeah, he's in that one, and this means war. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of uh, great little cameos. And um, Landis, holy crap. Right. You weren't expecting John Landis, and there he was. Okay, that was John Landis. Yeah. yeah. That's who I he, thought it he's was. Rusty's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ben Wolf. Rest in peace. Yeah, he's from Fort Collins. Yeah. Yeah, Ben Wolf, man. He was... He was always a, a good little creature and stuff. Yeah. Sweet Tooth. So that's the one that they open with. Mm-hmm. How did you like that one? So that's the Dave Parker one? Yeah. About yeah. the babysitter? Yeah. Written and directed by Dave Parker. And Caroline Williams is in it. Mm-hmm. And I think I saw The Car. The Car was, <laughs> yeah, on a shelf. A little, little model it, version of The Car. It was? Okay. Yeah, that was The Car. Um, oh, I missed it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this is this is the one where the, the setup is there's like a there's a spirit of a candy eating boy and you've got to sacrifice some of your candy to him otherwise he'll come and eat yeah. you and the candy that you've consumed. Yeah, yeah, and so it's a it's a urban legend scare story they use to trick some kids out of some of their candy. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's one of those things that everybody does it to the younger generation and then. When they grow up, they do it. Once they realize it's a lie, mm-hmm. but it's not a lie. So that's our big spoiler there. So Sweet Tooth really does come back. That was a fun one. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Uh, it was new. It was a little, little different take on this whole kind of thing. Um, the night Billy raised hell. That's got Barry Bostwick in it. That was the second one. They right. Did. Yeah, he's the devil. <laughs> that was fun. Um. This is by one of the fellows who did some Saw sequels. Oh. Darren Embossman. Yeah, yeah. Seesaw 2. <laughs> if you saw Saw, then Seesaw 2, too. <laughs> so the setup of this one is like a, this boy goes goes to do trick-or-treating at this house where the, where the, the other kids tell him that, or that the old man in there is not into it and he'll, you know, he's all scary and stuff, so you should play a trick on him. And then he <laughs> finds out that what the nature of the fella in the house is. Yeah. yeah. And you think at first that he's that he's uh, got the kid out doing all this stuff, but it turns out the kid's tied up. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mentioned at the beginning of the show we're spoiling this. So <laughs> if for some reason someone hasn't watched this, don't you have Netflix? Can't you watch stuff? <laughs> yeah. Is your mom telling you you can't? Because you could sneak it on your phone. Yeah, this is, there was nothing on here that couldn't be on television. Oh, I didn't think so. There was a little bit Except of gore. maybe swearing. Yeah, they could edit for content, you know. Yeah. All, all the stuff in Sweet Tooth could be edited out and not lose any of the story. Yeah. So what was next? Trick. 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 Uh, that was with the killer kids. Oh, they come knocking at that yeah. grown-ups Halloween party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, those grown-ups had it coming. 
Yeah. One of them is uh, Rebecca McIndry. Yes. Who does the Shockwaves podcast. Yes, with her daughter. Her daughter's one of the tr- one of the trick-or-treaters later in, the, in another segment. Oh. Yeah, Marnie, I think it is, who is named after the Hitchcock movie, I believe. <laughs> I'm not just spitballing here. This, I believe, is real. <laughs> so, so she's got a boy named Norman as well? <laughs> not yet. She had okay. a, Her second child was a girl. Also. Name Norman. <laughs> Nor- Normie. Mother. Norma. Name Mother. <laughs> yeah. We we named her Mother. Well, we're big Hitchcock fans. You get it, right? Um, they Barbara, named her Alfred. Barbara Crampton is in one of these segments as a witch. She's the witch in Grim Grinning Ghost. That's the one. Grim the fifth one. Grim Grinning Ghost. Uh, yeah. Um, I think the only one of these that unnerved me was number six, Ding Dong. Oh, that's the lucky McKee one about the Hansel and Gretel couple. Yeah, that was disturbing. Yeah, it was disturbing and bizarre. (laughs) It was the only one that I really liked of this film. I wish these had there'd only been five of them and they'd been just a touch longer. Yeah. Um, But in in, um, that trick one, there's this really impressive move where the, the camera appears to go follow her out the house across mm-hmm. the yard over the fence to the car oh it does yeah that is a nice shot that was a really yeah, nice shot I can see where they could have spliced together several shots for that but yeah that was really well done yeah um and uh, the director was Adam Girish who, who worked on the screenplay of Mother of Tears <laughs> Ah, <laughs> Mother of Tears. Uh, and then there was This Means War. That was we, that we missed uh, Week in the Wicked, yeah, which, which is the uh, Paul Sillett film where a demon is summoned to kill off this really unlikely street gang. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Kind of like movie punks. Yeah. Not, yeah, not super accurate. Yeah, it's like, they're like... A, yeah, you find out they've burned the his the kid's parents. Home. Yeah, oh, and killed yeah. his parents, and so he's summoning this demon on Halloween night. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember liking that one. Um, I nodded off during that segment this time. <laughs> I, I I nodded off for like the whole middle part of it. I just woke up for the, like the the climax of the story. I went, oh yeah, I remember this one. But uh, did you feel it worked? Was it? Uh, that was one of the segments I thought, well, is that it? Is, I thought it was going to go further. and Yeah. Yeah, I should cue it up and rewatch that. Because I, I was watching it last night kind of late, and I made it through everything else. Mm. Just missed part of that one. Um, so Grim Grinning Ghost, Ding Dong. Um, then This Means War. Did we talk about that's that? That's the one with Dana Gould. Yeah. Yeah, um, Grim Grinning Ghost is the one with Barbara Crampton and Mick Garris and Stuart Gordon are in it. Yeah. Uh, and that's directed by um, the woman who put this whole film together. Yeah. Oh, okay. Axel Carolyn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um... And then, then it was Ding Dong with uh, the Lucky McKee one. Yeah. And then This Means War. Yeah. That... The Don, John Skip and Andrew Kush, I think. Yeah, this one was fun for me because uh, I'm a fan of Dana Gould's comedy and uh, I've met him a couple times and he's he's just, uh, we're, we're within a couple years of being the same age and 
probably have a lot of the same sentiments and and fond memories of yeah. Halloween. And so I'm watching him being like the the old guy putting his display up in his yard. Mm. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm that guy too. <laughs> it's like every every damn thing he talks about, I'm like, God, we like exactly the same <laughs> stuff. It must be something they did to us. Like, I don't know what they did back then, but back in the 70s, they did something to us to where we all liked the same stuff. Yeah. And if you didn't like the same stuff, three channels, right? So there were were three sets of stuff you could like, Mm -hmm. and we were on the same channel, Mm -hmm. I guess. Like we weren't watching sports. We were watching monster movies. You know, that, that series, um, where they, they look at the locations where horror movies were filmed. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, what's that called? It's called uh, Horror's Hallowed Grounds. Yeah, yeah. The, the fellow yeah. from that, Sean Clark, is in it. Yeah. He's, he's one of the crowd at the end. Yeah, he's one of the punks in the end. Um, I was going to pull his picture out. It's over here somewhere. But uh, yeah, I've met Sean a couple times. Actually, I did that poster, that um, Boondock Saints poster for Plastic Empire. And Sean is the appearance manager for um, the two actors who are in uh, the Boondock Saints, Sean Patrick Flannery and Norman Reedus, who is also in... Um, the Walking Dead, uh, Sean has a company called um, Convention All-Stars, and he represents dozens, if not hundreds, of uh, different celebrities and their convention appearances. And he's got a whole team, of course, that works under him. But if you go to a show, you know, like when I met um, uh, Jeffrey Combs, uh, Sean was at his table with him, just hanging with him. So it's it's kind of cool because if you if you have a minute and Sean has a minute, you can pick his brain about film locations mm. because he's done that yeah that research like he lives in L.A. Mm. and he's been to all these places, uh, so he's he's a real serious horror fan. He owns the original clown from Poltergeist, several screen used props from movies like Halloween. He's he's really hardcore horror nerd. <laughs> so if you, if our listeners have not seen horrors hallowed grounds watch it it's easy to find on the web um yeah he's in he's in the background uh there's a whole bunch of people yeah, that pop a whole up bunch of people in that. like all the horror nerds that are friends <laughs> are all in the in these you know background yeah. scenes so talking about uh, horror nerd prop collectors <laughs> bob burns yes so uh he did a couple of like short, like four minute films uh, with uh, Paul Blaisdell. Oh, wow. And a couple of those have just resurfaced and have gone online. Oh, that's great. So the, the Cliff Monster. The Cliff Monster, I'm running Yeah, it's like this uh, Paul Blaisdell design creature. All right. Uh, yeah, it's cool. You can you can watch it now. It's great. That's awesome. The Cliff Monster. Uh, yeah, I'll put up a link to it. We yeah, do we... This. We missed um, getting the link to uh, that Innsmouth short because I couldn't find it. Didn't I put it up? Oh, you put it up on Facebook. I wanted to put it in the show notes too. Oh, okay. But I I didn't get it in time. So, yeah, people can... A link to the page where you can read all about it and then it gives you links to the actual film. Cool, cool. All right. All right, so the next one is Friday the 31st. Friday the 31st. So this one's about uh, a sexy Dorothy versus uh, a killer. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Friday the 13th Part 2. Right. Yeah. And this is directed by Mike Mendez. So what do you think of this one? It was all right. It felt a little like Evil Dead 2 when, yeah. she, when she's possessed. Yeah. 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 The, the Book of the Dead's in, on the shelf. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. 
Yeah, the little the little trick or treat Martian guy. <laughs> that was... I I really enjoyed this one. This is fun. It's like Evil Dead versus Jason Voorhees. Right. Yeah. Did, like... You didn't like this one much. Nah, it was all right. Didn't do it's much like, for me. Oh, it's a flying saucer. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say the little kind of claymation guy. They they could have maybe done something different. Maybe a puppet. I like the claymation guy. Yeah, <laughs> that was the one thing you did like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they used two different actresses for Dorothy, didn't they? Yeah. Okay. So there's one where she's possessed, and there's one. Yeah, it didn't. Before. It didn't seem like the exact same woman. But that was kind of a uh, Monty Python level of uh, of hacking that they did on each other. Yeah, still the end of it. back here. <laughs> yes, come back here, you coward. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, so there was that one, um, followed by the ransom of Rusty Rex. This is the one with Landis in it. So this is directed by Ryan Schifrin, who I suspect is the son of Lalo Schifrin, who so. did the the main theme for this movie. Yes. Is that right? I believe that's true. Okay. So this one, the boy is kidnapped by two criminals from some they believe to be the boy's dad, who is played by John Landis. Yes. And he's basically like, it's your problem now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought that was funny where they uh, they phone him up demanding a ransom. And he goes, sure. No. <laughs> nope. Yeah, Just that was a pretty up. good one. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty cool. Now, um... Oh, what's the what's the actor in this one? Does it say here? So Ben Wolf is the uh, is Rusty. Yeah, I forget who the guys were. Yeah, I I wanted to write this down because um, they both they were both um, in The Walking Dead okay. in in like season four or something, four or five. Uh, the the one guy was uh, the main henchman to the governor. Which means nothing to either of you guys, I'm sure, but uh, to our listeners. Who... Yeah, using the comics, I read. Oh yeah, so you you did read the comics. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the governor is quite different in uh, the show. He's a lot more interesting in the comics. Um, but uh, both of these guys were Walking Dead alumni, so that was fun. that was kind of funny to see them <laughs> as the paired up to be the kidnappers. Yeah, yeah, that was funny when. Uh, when the guy came back out of the fast food restaurant, and he's like, "Yeah, so anyway," and he turns around and. <laughs> Yeah. He's eating the head. Yeah. And then takes a bite. Yeah. <laughs> His mouth keeps working because he's hungry. Yeah. Oh, it was good. And then the bad seed. Yeah. Which one was the bad seed? This is the Neil Marshall the, one. Oh, yeah. The pumpkin, pumpkin. one. Pumpkin. Yeah. 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 It was a little... It was a little silly as far as the concept. But it was, it was But funny. the execution it, was fun. It was, it was yeah. like really knowingly 80s... Or a yes. Yeah. Yeah. All the characters are taking the ridiculous situation seriously, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Christina Klebe is just awesome. You know, I'll, I'll watch her in anything. Uh, yeah. So that <laughs> that was funny at the end. It's like it was that uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark ending. Mm-hmm. Is, it yeah. Ra- is it Raiders or is it Indiana Jones? Raiders. It is Raiders. Yeah. Okay. I was confused which movie has the warehouse ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had that vibe to it. So. Good ending on that one. So, um, overall, Will, is this something that uh, that you would ever watch again? Or talk? I think Jolene nailed it when he said it'd be perfect to put on at a Halloween party. Yeah, because they are short and yeah, yeah. You could just leave it on with the volume, and no one's going to be like 
I'm trying to watch this whole thing. Will everyone shut yeah. up? You know, it's like you you can have the short attention span thing and everything's cool. You could pause a conversation or quit eating for a minute and watch something and then go back to eating or talking or drinking or whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. Um, setting things on fire, whatever it is you do at parties. Do you, uh, do you have ones that you like to have on the background just when you're doing stuff that are kind of Halloween themed or mood? Mm, not really. I'm gearing up to watch 31 for 31 days. Are you seriously? Yeah. You're going to do it? All new. Yeah. So you're going to watch 31? Yeah. No, no. Well, I guess I could because it's new to me. Okay. See, that's what I thought you meant. Well, yeah. I could watch it. No, I meant I was going to watch 31 films okay. in 31 days. You said that almost like Cool Hand Luke, like, I could eat 50 eggs. I could eat 50, I could watch 31 horror films in a row. Too bad George Kennedy's not alive to assist. Yeah. So. Or Paul Newman. Oh, that's true. Or anybody involved in that film, probably. Damn it, you're right. Oh, man. What's Harry his name? Dean Stanton was in it. Yeah, he just died. Shit, it's the, cur- it's the curse of Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> yeah, All everybody the- who is in Cool Hand Luke has died. Wow, I heard the same about Nosferatu. Yeah, <laughs> that's same. Right. The curse of Nosferatu. The curse of film. So, um, something I didn't mention because it's on a different list in Recently Watched was that I did watch um, the original... Sleepy Hollow uh, cartoon from Disney, mm. which is the adventures of Mr. Toad and Ichabod or yes. whatever they titled the double feature because it does run one into the next. Um, for anybody who's an old bastard um, or is, you know, the kind of person who watches something that's not from their time, uh, you'll remember uh, the wonderful world of Disney, which was a Sunday night thing that was on one of your three channels you got abc it was on abc okay sure it was. <laughs> yeah, why sure. not it's, you know there's a there's a, a one out of three chance you're right because uh-huh. <laughs> we know it wasn't on pbs yep or any of the uhf channels yeah. so you, you, there's, there's a one in three chance yeah no matter what what network you say um so wonderful world of disney was on sunday nights and when it got into october at some point they would show this thing and the animation was amazing. Uh, 1949, this was released. Bing Crosby doing the narration. And um, it was uh, visually very fluid because you're talking 24 frames per second was your animation standard at the time. And even at half that, things look pretty good. But at 24 frames a second, it just looks great. Apparently... Um, some of the animators were very overworked and frustrated and quit when they finally finished this thing. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the, the director of this was just working them really hard, trying to get all of the, you know, all the puffs of smoke and all the swirling flames of the jack-o'-lantern and everything just had to be perfect. And all the acrobatics with the horse and the Ichabod riding it, everything had to look just so. And uh, it was tough, apparently. Uh, all that to say... Everybody who worked on that film's dead now. Probably. Or really, really super old. Um, so uh, this was one of them that I remember from being a kid, and it would always kind of help set the mood. It, like I said, somewhere in October this would show up, and then yeah. you know the Charlie Brown special, uh, "It's mm. the Great Pumpkin," Charlie Brown that would show up, 
and it's like, yeah, and the leaves are all changing like they are right now, and it's getting cold at night. Yeah. So that one was a good one, and I haven't revisited it in years, like literally 15 or 20 years, and it was great to rewatch wow. it. So, um, yeah, I saw that last night, and uh, I wrote down some, and, you know, tell me if this makes sense to you as far as, like, what to put on in the background at a Halloween party with music on in the room, but the sound off on the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing from another world mm-hmm. um, makes sense to me, along with Night of Living Dead, because they're on in the background in Halloween. Yes. And any movie John Carpenter makes. <laughs> and, and Tales of Halloween. <laughs> and yeah, Tales of... Exactly. Because they, they had uh, Night of Living Dead. And uh, kind of, Carnival of Souls. Yeah, and Carnival of Souls. Exactly. That's another one that could be on in the background of any Halloween party. Yeah. So it's like you've got, you've got food out, you've got drinks out, people are talking, there's music <laughs> on. There's no reason your TV can't be showing this stuff. Mm. Because there's never a dull moment uh, visually in any of those films we talk... Well... Carnival of Souls, there's some parts where it's just, you know, a woman walking around. You're not sure what she's up to. She's there to play some giant organ in some church or something. And yeah. it's like there, there's no ghouls yet. But there's not very long in Night of Living Dead where get, there's not a ghoul. Get to the ghouls. Yes, we are here to see some ghouls. <laughs> <laughs> so you could maybe do an edit. Um, anyway. You kind of are looking at a ghoul. Well, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. You don't know you are. It has to be explicitly. We're talking about people who are at your party who don't know stuff about stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, mad Monster Party. There's not uh-huh. a frame in that thing. And this is a Rankin Bass. So we'll, 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 we'll excuse your hate for this one if you, if you feel it. Boris Karloff. Yeah. You got your I don't point. know that I ever watched this one. Oh, oh you should check it out at least once. Okay. Yeah. It's a Rankin Bass thing, but it's all the classic monsters. And it is okay. Boris Karloff. Yes. Yeah actual boris um if i could get and i assume they make dvd compilations of the simpsons treehouse of horror yeah if they do i would watch the hell out of that so that's that's some stuff i have on a list that would be oh and if you could it's only six minutes long not even six minutes long but the skeleton dance that silly symphony and animated short from disney 1929 Mm -hmm. um yeah i would i would put that on i would just put all that stuff on a loop (laughs) <laughs> one that worked quite well at a, a party of yours i came to was uh, orgy of the dead oh yeah because people would like be saying like what is this that's right <laughs> which is like reaction i i look for <laughs> yeah. you do want people to ask what yeah. the hell are we watching what is this coffin joe how about that it's just so weird and it's like and it's you know, people can tell it's kind of horror related and you know there's a graveyard in it and some ghouls in it but, but top, an orgy uh, <laughs> but, but no orgy on? but a lot of topless dancing yeah. <laughs> it's like and it, it's great with the sound up because you have all those that classic Edward dialogue but oh god it's so but bad. It, yeah it's fun to have them in the background at a party definitely um any anything comes to mind uh, that we didn't mention that that's good background stuff? Yeah, uh, those you know th- these compilation movies are fun because you you see different things every few minutes. So Creep Show and oh yeah, the first uh, Tales from the Crypt movie. Yeah, anthologies are good for sure. Um, what about if you can project things on walls? Then silent movies are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you could you could put um, e- even some 
early black and white that's a talkie you could just kill the sound on it like mm-hmm. dracula well, how about spanish dracula looks just like dracula yes. but it isn't but like silence are really good because you know it, you don't need the sound yeah uh, you, you can just play whatever music and and sometimes you get these these weird link-ups with what's going on so yeah yeah nosferatu really works and uh, the magician is good and, yeah uh yeah cabinet of dr caligari right yeah good one you could you could set up your your calamari right near the tv while it's on (laughs) yeah you know there's a cabinet there's some calamari next to it brilliant brilliant no what do they call that alliteration (laughs) (laughs) not really but sort of (laughs) um the shining would that work without sound the soundtrack would work without the movie. Mm. If you think about that, like you yeah. put that on, it's going to mess with some people. Mm. I don't know. I kind of think it would. I've not tried that one. Yeah, I think once you get past the interview and they head up the Sidewinder to the Overlook, um, I, I don't think Stephen King is listening, but we're talking about the Kubrick one, <laughs> not the one with uh, Brian from Wings. <laughs> Wow, Stephen King's not listening anymore. <laughs> well, you're probably right. Lost a fan. Um, I, I imagine the that the the abominable Doctor Fibes would be good. Yeah, it would be good because it's, cause so it's colorful, colorful and bizarre. Yeah, you either want it absent of color or super colorful. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing in between that works. No. Yeah, I think that would be that would be awesome. And once people are drunk enough. And stoned enough. Mm-hmm. So about midnight, you start sticking on movies to watch. Yeah. So I'd go with Suspiria. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Eraserhead. Yeah, Eraserhead when people are really falling asleep. Uh-huh. That's good. I like that. And they don't know if they're dreaming it or watching it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I used to throw some uh, some crazy Halloween parties, and I will tell you the thing that makes your party the most successful... Well, there's a few things. Booze. Booze. I always had an open bar. Booze. In fact, you remember. What's the third one? Booze. <laughs> weed. Weed. <laughs> Actually, lighting, booze, and weed. And lighting, booze, and weed. Yeah. 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 yeah pretty much. That's the. It makes a good office. The holy trinity. The holy trinity. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the biggest mistake people make in throwing a Halloween party is that they're just like, yeah, we'll put up a bunch of decorations, duh. So they go and they buy those bags of crappy spider webs and they stretch them over everything. It's like their house covered in paper decorations and spider webs. No, you you move everything out, you put up a bunch of weird crap and change out all the normal lighting for Mm -hmm. colorful lighting and some blinking lights and some strobes behind some things so it kind of backlights them and... uh, an open bar and somebody who knows how to bartend isn't a bad idea either because otherwise it's Lord of the flies back there after about half an hour, <laughs> people are back there just mixing up horrible, stupid drinks and spilling things. And it's just bad. Yeah. But I would always get like a competent bartender who doesn't get shit faced until near the end of the party. Yeah. Bartender can handle his booze. Yeah. Or her booze. Right. And you just, uh, you just pour generous drinks to all your party goers, and pretty soon, 
it's a lively party. Yeah. Oh, the fourth thing, music. Gotta have some mm, music playing. I don't know. My uh, Halloween mix currently stands about two days long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Will's going to do a fan edit and take that sucker yeah, down to 90 nine, minutes. Nine 90 minutes, minutes of bliss. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've organized it like there's a flow through for mm-hmm. his themes. <laughs> there's about an hour of just songs about werewolves. Nice. <laughs> you didn't think there was an hour of werewolf oh, songs? Oh, boy. Think again. <laughs> Two hits by Loverboy in that collection. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, do you guys feel like we've covered it pretty well? I think we've covered it well. What are we going to watch next? That's a great question, and I'm glad so you asked. The next show will actually be into October. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be queuing up our Halloween treats in earnest. Yeah. Maybe we should talk about Mad Monster Party. Mad Monster Party, all right. I don't know, Will. It's Rankin Bass. Do you think you really want to do that? Rankin we could do Bass. those. Um, yeah, we could do the Peanuts one as well. Yeah, Just sure. to talk about. Yep. So I wrote down a few that are set on or around Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of these I've not seen. Some of them I've, I have. Um, the collection I have not seen. And Night of the Demons, I'm pretty sure I, I either haven't seen it since it came out or I've not seen it at all. Night of the Demons? Yeah. Do you know this one? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Jolien, yeah. t- tell them a little about it. Cause this one with Lynette Quickly in it? Yes. Yeah. That's what we need to know. Yeah. Okay. It's got boobs in it. All right. <laughs> yeah. It's a Hall- 80s goopy horror. Yeah. So maybe we should just do that one and okay. then and maybe as a sidebar talk about... Uh, perennial Halloween treats. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do Night of the Demons. So, uh, so you're going to watch 31 horror yeah. movies? Yeah. Jolene, you going to do it? Uh, no. Uh, um, there's, a, there's a project I'm working on now. It's going to take up most of my time. But, okay. Um, uh, I, I want to watch the whole of one of the Universal Monster series in order. Now right. that I've got them all. So uh, oh, pro- probably the Wolfman series. Awesome. Yeah, because that that one really starts with Werewolf of London, technically. Um, that that's where they kind of did their proof of concept stuff, and then they went into the nineteen forty one Wolfman. I mean, it's it's not really, but sort of, you know, it's it's in the same universe. Universe, <laughs> it's in the Universal Universe. <laughs> um, so when you're doing thirty one days of horror, will uh-huh. you're going to do all new? Oh yeah. That's a promise. You're, that's you're... They have to be new to me, at least. Okay. New to you. Um... Yeah, I can't have watched them before. It's okay. my only stipulation. Uh, should, should I resend you my list of what I've got and you can pick uh, things? Shop the library of Jolien? Possibly. I ha- Although I do have three streaming services. So okay. Last year I did pretty well on finding something. Well, the trouble new. with streaming stuff, you get mostly like direct-to-video new stuff. That's... Yeah. So, but you, you you might be exhausted by movie five. <laughs> you should True. you should probably um, I don't know if you want to make a list and have us post it uh-huh. so people could try and follow along. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'm gonna try and do that. Yeah, but I kind of feel like I need to have a, a a handful of ringers in there that are like short movies in case you have one of those days that runs really long and it's like 
okay, I can finally sit down and watch this thing. It's 1130. Mm. It's, it's a quarter to midnight, whatever it is. And it's, it's got to be over in 15 minutes or it yeah, doesn't count. Yeah. Right. Well, not so much the cram it in before midnight. You should probably have to start it before midnight, but. Cram it in before midnight. That was my favorite Lover Boy album. <laughs> uh, all right, let's wrap it up right there. Stay off the moors. Cram it in before midnight. 